thanks to Airbnb for sponsoring this episode of Market Foolery. Whether you're looking for some side cash or a steady income, hosting on Airbnb might just be the best investment you haven't made yet. Go to airbnb.com slash fool to start hosting and learn about a $100 Amazon gift card offer for our listeners. Terms and conditions apply. It's Wednesday, February 27th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Matt Greer, and joining me in studio, the one, the only Motley Fool analyst, Ron Gross. Ron, how are you, you doing? You sold it a little too much. You there. think so? This is going to disappoint now. Uh-oh, There's uh-oh. nowhere to go. Should we lower expectations? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, just a bit. Okay, okay. But just I'm happy a bit. to be here. Good okay. to see you. Well, good to have you. Ron, we're going to talk some Best Buy. And we're going to talk a little biotech. How's that sound? Love it, love it. But, you know, we've got to start with the obvious. We are just a hop, skip, and jump away from Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. We're we're basically in Alexandria, Virginia, just across from the Potomac. So we've got to talk about the story that everyone is talking about today. And of course, I'm talking about Weight Watchers lowered (laughs) guidance. This is not a political show, I guess. It's not is a that, political show. Is that show. what you're trying to say? That's what I'm trying to say. So, we're not going there at all. We are going to talk about a very bad day for Weight Watchers, Ooh. which is now known as just WW. They renamed the company. WW. So, I want to talk about that, too. But yeah. WW shares down 35% on disappointing earnings and, yes, lowered guidance. Now, Ron, WW is trying to become more of a wellness company. Yeah, how's that going? Uh, <laughs> not not so good. Okay. Right. And Oprah is a big part of that yeah. plan. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she owns a big stake in the company. Her stake now thirty five percent reduced. Less, right. And and she owns less stock than she used to because she's been selling, which is also part of part of the problem we can get into. So let, let's go back here. So a while back, Oprah took a big stake here. Um, the company kind of turned around. It was part image, part execution. Stock did really well. But here we are, down 80% since the June 2018 peak of $101 a share. Uh, so things have plummeted back down to earth. As you said, the company is trying to rebrand as WW International. They're trying to become a wellness partner, more of as, uh, than a diet brand. They're trying to keep customers for life, not just for until you hit your weight loss goal. Am I the only guy who's tired of the word wellness already? I hate that word. Can I can I take issue with <laughs> you, that you, word? You could you could be the guy. Leverage. That takes it's it right there with leverage. Can we leverage wellness? Oh. <laughs> it's synergies. I don't know synergies. That's a bad one too. Um, so, but it's an admirable goal, right, to try to increase the average, uh, you know, life of a customer and and therefore the revenue generated by your average customer. Not easy to do, however. Um, specific to this quarter and this announcement, um, their earlier push to add members has not gone well, less than expected. Their winter season is really important to drive members um, coming off of the winter, um, wanting to kind of get in shape as the nicer weather approaches. Um, That uh, didn't go well. They posted a decline in subscribers for the third quarter in a row. Um, They're saying that the name change could partly be responsible because people identify with the Weight Watchers brand. Uh, I'm not a brand expert. Maybe that's true. Maybe WW. That like says nothing. It's not a great uh, rebranding. So maybe there's something to do there. Um, Oprah Winfrey, as we said, has reduced her stake over the last year. I don't think people liked to see that. I think people were real <laughs> were real excited when she got on board. She's on the actual on the board of Cause, directors. Because if you bought when um, Oprah bought, you did well. You did well, but then you kind of gave it all back yeah. to, to a certain extent. 
Um, they are going to be relying heavily on her for the spring television and digital marketing campaign, which I think is probably a good idea. Um, they've had, obviously, some success uh, leaning on her from a marketing perspective before. Um, but they've got some work to do here. There's so many alternatives now, online and offline, but really mostly in, in the digital world, um, whether it be for healthy living or different diets or way wellness, the word you hate. Yeah. Um, there's so many alternatives. It's a tough business. Okay. But I have learned that you never, ever bet against Oprah. All right, so that's fair. So going forward, <laughs> going forward, when you look at this company going forward, is Oprah the best and the biggest reason to invest in the company, or is there a bigger reason? Well, I would have used to say they've got a pretty strong brand name in Weight Watchers, but that seems to have gone out the door. Um, you know, they are an established brand, and they are actually a brand that I believe, I don't want to quote, pretend to quote scientific data here, but that has proven that they do have the ability through the, their point counting system to help people achieve their goals. Now, it's funny that they're kind of getting, trying to get away from the whole calorie counting kind of brand to, yeah. be, to be, as we say, more wellness, which so they're, they're getting away from what has made them successful. So that's a little scary. I would watch what Oprah has to do, uh, does. I would see if she continues to sell shares. Obviously, that is, is a negative sign. If for some reason she left the board, that would be a very negative sign. Um, I assume we will see her showing up in the marketing, as they said, for the spring. Let's see how that goes. Tough business subscriptions, especially in this type of a space, is tough. Okay, so let's talk wellness and let's talk weight. Over the last 10 years, I've lost around 100 pounds. That's the good news. The bad news is I've basically lost the same 10 pounds 10 different times. I'm right there with you, my okay. friend. So I need one Ron Gross wellness slash Diet tip. Wow. Okay. Well, as as our listeners, because we've talked know, about this in the past, I know you yeah. you've done some like crazy diets, right? I've not. I wouldn't call them crazy, but I've done things where I've had food delivered to my home, so okay. I don't have to think about Taco Bell or <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> healthy foods. And I've done things um, where you you substitute meals with protein shakes and things like that, and they all work, right? Right up until they don't. Right. Um, so it's really about changing lifestyle. Something my family and I. Um, have recently tried to adopt is the Mediterranean diet, Aha. which is not really a diet. It's more like a way of eating. So fish, know. so fish, Olives. olive oil, nice. Uh, that you know, um, lots of fruits and vegetables. Oh, not a lot that. of red meat. I can do that. Beer and um, wine. <laughs> red wine is actually um, definitely encouraged. Nice, nice. and, um, and, beer, and, dog, not and so dog fish much. beer. No, I, I, <laughs> I haven't read that part. I didn't get up to that part of the book yet. But that is like I know a lot of these diets say you know we're not a diet, we're a lifestyle change. This right. is a Mediterranean diet is really supposed to be that. Eat like you live in Greece, yeah. and you'll probably have no money, but you'll be thin. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Because Greece's like it. economy isn't as strong as it was. <laughs> but but. I'm sorry to the Greek people listening, um, but uh, that's actually something that we, we we enjoy. But I like cooking, so it's a little bit kind of a, a challenge there too. It's you know, it's, you get some more recipes, you get some more cooking under your belt, and and you eat uh, healthy at the same time. Okay, so think Mediterranean, yeah. for wellness. Yeah, got it. Okay, well, let's talk about a good good day for Best Buy. Shares up around 14 percent at the time of our taping. Ron, we've got better than expected earnings for Best Buy from the holiday quarter. That's eight consecutive quarters now of same-store sales growth. The recent growth coming from wearables, appliances, and smart home devices. Yep, I will give this to them. However, even with this pop, the stock is still down 4% over the last year. Um, it is a difficult business in the age of Amazon, but 
they have done their best. They've really kind of tweaked themselves into being a company that has the kind of add-on services, in-home support, technical support. My experience with them and that is not very impressive, but <laughs> but it seems to have resonated with some folks. Um, but this is a strong quarter, 3% increase in comp sales. That's on top of the 9% in comparable sales growth last year. Um, so that's pretty good uh, for the full year, 4.8% comparable sales growth. So, you know, nothing to really make fun of there. They, they did a nice job. Revenue um, was actually down for the quarter, but that's because of a, a fluke of the calendar. There was actually one less week this week versus last, and there were 257 less Best Buy mobile stores um, because they discontinued them, and uh, 12 less lower, 12 less large format stores as well. So, um, to be expected that you would see some revenue decline as the store count goes down. Um, but the stores that are in existence have done pretty well, and online was pretty strong too, up nine percent. Now make up about twenty-two percent of total revenue. And they're also hiking their dividend and they're buying back shares. What are those two things tell us, or what do they not tell us? Uh, it's definitely shareholder-friendly moves. I, the dividend is actually a 2.9% dividend now going forward. That's a pretty hefty dividend. So they're they're telling us that they're generating enough cash flow that they can get their growth initiatives done as well as return some capital to shareholders. I think that's probably is the case as long you know as revenue and, and margins stay somewhat stable. Um, a new three billion dollar share repurchase program in place. Um, they don't necessarily have to execute on that. They can pull that back um, as cash flow dictates. Uh, but those are clearly shareholder-friendly moves, and they kind of do have to do some things to be uh, nice to, to to the people who actually own the company because it's been a rough ride if you've been a Best Buy shareholder. Well, Ron, before we get to our last story, I want to say thanks to Airbnb. Whether you're looking for some side cash or a steady income, hosting on Airbnb might just be the best investment you haven't made yet. Worried about your property? Airbnb offers a host guarantee that helps protect your property in the unlikely event that something goes wrong. It's free to list your home, and you're the boss when you host on Airbnb. Host when you want, how you want, list one bedroom or the entire place. It's all up to you. Now, you can make extra income, which you can use to pay bills, fund travel, or save up for retirement. You can make money while you travel, which is something Airbnb hosts often do. For our dozens of listeners, go to airbnb.com fool to start hosting, and you'll receive a $100 Amazon gift card if you generate $500 in booking value by May 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Again, receive a $100 Amazon gift card if you generate $500 in booking value by May 30th by going to airbnb.com slash fool and start hosting. Okay, so Ron, I thought it'd be fun to close with some biotech. Who doesn't love biotech? <laughs> Who doesn't love biotech? Come on! <laughs> I'm such a geek. Okay, on last week's Motley Fool Money radio show, in honor of our 10th anniversary, Chris asked you and our other analysts about one stock that you would recommend or that you liked for the next 10 years. Yep. And the stock that you chose is CRISPR. Yes. CRISPR is a biotech company. CRSP. There you go. And they they work in this interesting world of gene edit, editing therapy. They're a gene editing platform. Yep. I recently learned from you. <laughs> okay, so that was last Friday. You recommend CRISPR. On Monday, CRISPR shares up 25%. Now, before you take a victory lap, <laughs> yeah, there was that. some news. Okay, <laughs> CRISPR had used its gene editing therapy in a clinical study for the first time. And there were other developments as well. Do tell. 
Yeah, it, it was it was a great day for biotechs all around. Truth be told, um, the big headline was that um, pharmaceutical company Roche, the huge company, uh, had announced that it would be acquiring uh, the company Spark ticker symbol O N C E once. Um, and the stock popped 120% as a result. It was a huge premium, a huge takeout premium. So, all the biotechs really, for the most part, um, rose um, as well because, you know, a lot of thoughts here that a lot of these other companies could be takeout candidates as well, which I think is actually true. Um, a lot of these large pharmaceutical companies um, would rather acquire um, these smaller platforms, uh, smaller technology companies, uh, than build it themselves. And they've got plenty of cash to do so. So, we saw. Huge pop across the board in the biotech industry. In addition, as you say, it was a pretty exciting news. They announced they dosed their first patient with their CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing therapy, which is what they are focused on, uh, making it the first company to use the technology in a human in a clinical study. Um, really exciting. It's still really early. I mean, all these biotechs, very risky, very volatile. Some of these technologies will just plain and simply not work. Some will may work, but there will be um, side effects that are not worth it. Um, so, lots of work to do here, but incredibly exciting. My theory is that these gene editing platforms will be the future of medicine, and there's a lot of kind of ethical things to think about with respect to that. But if you believe, as I do, that they are the future of medicine, I think you want to own a bunch of them. And as I said to Chris on Friday, for at least 10 years. This is not a year or two. It's a 10 or a 20-year play. And and I want to come back to some of the implications, because you're right, it's both exciting and terrifying. Yeah. Um, but first, I want to understand, so in the case of CRISPR and a company like CRISPR, and when we're talking gene editing, we're talking potentially gene editing on someone who's already sick or has a disease and or someone who has a predisposition to a disease? You could do it theoretically either way. You could correct a problem that exists. You could do it um, in vitro and and um, make sure that problems don't exist. But th- you wouldn't really do that. It's really you identify um, a problem with DNA that can be fixed through this technology, and you go in and fix it. And you can do that either before symptoms would appear, theoretically, or after. Um, for example, um, CRISPR is using um, their technology, hopefully, to attack people with uh, sickle cell anemia. Not to attack them, to attack the disease. Um, So they could go in and literally fix the person um, who has sickle cell. And and going forward, the person would be cured in in a sen- in a real sense. Um, and you could even do that before symptoms show show up. If you did um, the DNA, uh, if you, if you looked at a person's DNA and you saw where, where all the mutations existed, um, and you could, I mean, really, I keep saying the word theoretically, but I really want to stress that theoretically do it for all diseases one day down the road. Uh, I don't know what the implications for that would be if all diseases went yeah. away. Let's not think that big. <laughs> Let's think small right now. Um, but it's it's fascinating. It, I do also want to stress, though, that this CRISPR-Cas9 technology is not the only gene editing technology that is being uh, kind of explored. There's Zinc Finger, there's uh, AAV-focused companies, there's immunotherapy gene companies. Um, so there's a lot of people out there looking to kind of attack and fix mutated DNA. Yeah, and a lot of players, as you say. So, so how worried should I be about designer babies? Because that, that scares me. It scares a, me, it's, Ron. It's a, it's a, it's a real thing. Um, folks may have read recently about a scientist in China who went in using the CRISPR technology, CRISPR-Cas9 technology, and um, 
attempted to, it remains to be seen whether a successful attempted to um, fix a mutation um, so the, the babies would not be affected by HIV virus. Um, and it's, it's very controversial because the scientists didn't actually have the approval to do that. It was a relatively rogue thing. I believe the scientist has lost his job. Um, and then it came out that perhaps as an unintended consequence, the scientists tweaked the baby's intelligence, um, ability to learn, ability to retain information, theoretically creating a super baby. Now, I don't know how much increased the intelligence, but you know, it's, it's a scary thing. So that's just one example of unintended consequences. There could be unintended consequences that, yes, you fix a certain link of DNA, but somehow it causes cancer in, as a result. Or you're trying to create the perfect human, which boy oh boy, that's that goes down morality and ethic yeah. slides that we'll we'll be talking about for decades to come, I think, and there'll be the need for very very strict uh, regulation here. Yeah, well, a fascinating area. We'll see how it um, evolves, how it unwinds, and let's close with another forward-looking question: my desert island question. Yeah, okay. Now, I know I know you like CRISPR yeah. as as one stock that could be interesting for the next ten years. So I'm not going to ask you about 10 years, Ron. I'm talking five years. You can buy WW, the artist formerly known as Weight Watchers, (laughs) or you can buy Best Buy, or you can buy CRISPR. You're on a desert island. What are you going with? That's rough. Um, (laughs) I'm still going to have to stick with CRISPR, because I think five years may just be enough. I do say, if you want to diversify a little, buy the other CRISPR stocks, which are Editas and Intellia as well. Buy a little basket, maybe. Buy some of the other companies in the GDN dating space, like Bluebird. Um, I don't I don't want to answer your question and give people bad <laughs> guidance. Um, you do need to hold these things for really long periods of time and not um, let the volatility scare you. Fair enough. Ron Gross, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Mike. As always, people on the show may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Austin Morgan. I'm Matt Greer. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.